1: Welcome into the PH and X on Devils podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Bet just five dollars on any NBA team this week. Get hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if your team emerges victorious. Just that easy at the DraftKings Sportsbook when you sign up using that promo code PHNX. I'm joined again by Sean Depaz. Yo, how are we feeling? Lovely. Yeah, I want to. I went on a hike today for the first time in a while. It's really I, nice outside. I, I've lived in Arizona for a little over a year and a half now,
0: and I've never hiked. That's really disappointing. I know. I are you afraid of rocks? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just. Afraid
1: of snakes. I don't know if there's even snakes out where you hike. But... Oh, there are. Yeah, there's yeah. I've seen them. I've seen my fair share. Um <sighs> I used to uh I used to mess around with scorpions that were in oh. the um like grates down near my house when I was a kid and now I got stung by one for the first time like three, four years ago and I was sleeping. <laughs> that wasn't fun but i live in the mountains so
0: i was that was my biggest fear that's why i'm glad i live in the city
1: it's just i was was,
0: (laughs) when i moved out here i was so afraid i was gonna wake up with scorpions in my shoes or something like that
1: but dude my uh, my cat got stung by a scorpion like a month ago how'd that go i didn't care he was like batting it around playing with it cats are like immune to bugs it's cats are badasses low-key yeah they are um U of A are badasses also. So is UCLA and USC. They're topping the Pac-12 standings today. We're going to be breaking down um, the Pac-12 and what to expect during conference play. Um, You got three teams um, at the top. As I mentioned, USC, UCLA, and then Arizona. Um, Those teams have a combined, let's see, 23-31-1 record. USC and U of A are both undefeated. UCLA has just one loss. Um. yeah, not Not the best thing for Arizona State as the top three teams that, they, that are at the top of the Pac-12 are all teams that they face within the next two weeks, back-to-back-to-back, um, to back to back, only getting one of those at home, and that's U of A. Um, and that's probably the hottest team maybe in the entire NCAA right now. So not looking very good, Sean.
0: No, it is not. I'm uh, Definitely, I'm afraid. <laughs> I got him with <laughs> of, of snakes, I'm afraid yeah. of of the
1: top teams in the Pac-12. Yeah, well, I don't know exactly. <clears throat> you know what I've never thought of? Um what the hell is a wildcat like specifically?
0: Okay, I I don't know if this is just because I didn't grow up in Arizona, but I was I was wondering why the hell is their catchphrase
1: bear down if they're Wildcats? I yes, I don't I I, didn't, I I don't understand it either. You know, we're probably going to get grilled in the comments about this. Probably, um, but I have no idea. I've seen a couple bobcats, maybe that's what they are. Um, I tried to I pet know. a bobcat one morning before school. Uh, it looked a lot smaller than it was up close, and then it hissed at me, and I was like, oh, my God, big kitty. Um, so, yeah, not a good idea there. But their team is – we we basically know what their team is. Um, yeah. They're the highest scoring offense in the nation right now, uh, and they're completely overperforming what already should have been a good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably put them at the top of the Pac-12 power rankings. I agree, yeah. And I just – I'm a, I'm just worried. Uh, look, <laughs> there's there's so many guys on this roster that just shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Um, yeah. Before this year, the the top scorer was um, Azulis, Tubulis, which is averaging 12.2 points a game. And then Benedict Matherin was averaging 10.8. And, before, and then everyone else other than that was under double figures – and now this team is just—it's—it's it's not really fun to think about as a Sun Devils fan
0: at all. Um, I mean, I miss football. I just miss—I miss, yeah. <laughs> miss A not being good. Um, but it, yeah, no. I mean, like you said, they were supposed to be a good team as it was, and now they're overperforming, which just makes it uh, that much more difficult. I mean. I just don't I don't even know what there is to say about them. They're just they're like you said, the best offense in, in basketball. They stole a number uh number one vote from from Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um so at least in one person's eyes they are the best team in the nation. Yep. Um they have a big game tonight against Tennessee that they're actually <laughs> underdogs yeah. in, which I might be taking a visit to DraftKings after this. Yeah, so, definitely to bet on U of A. But it um yeah, no, they're just it makes me sad to think about how good they are. I
1: don't <laughs> yeah, know. Benedict Matherin is leading the way with seventeen points a game. Coloco ge- or yeah, Coloco gives you some stuff here and there, averaging thirteen and seven. Dalen Terry is still a stud, uh, not really points wise, but he's averaging uh just over a steal a game. Coloco keeps it down or holds it down in the paint three and a half blocks a game. I mean, they just get production from everywhere and watching this team play. It just makes me so sad because this isn't like a, this isn't like a, a, it's, it's not too far from the Arizona state team. I mean, they they have, they have five newcomers. Um, They, they lost five pretty big pieces. Um, You know, you get two and math and Dale and Terry and Coloco back, but, other than that, I mean, it's it's kind of a different team, and it's, it just shows that it's more well coached than ASU because it is it's different than last year, but they somehow figured out how to do it. And I guess we're in the Tommy Lloyd era now. Um, no more Sean Miller. Tommy Lloyd really leading the way with this team, and um, I think they're the clear favorite to win the pack right now. Uh, yeah. Even I, though you, you, I would never have said this before the year because I thought UCLA was the best team in the NCAA. Yeah. Um, and even though they. Even though they're they've only lost one game, it still feels like they're underperforming a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, first I feel like you got dangerously close to some Bobby slander there.
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I know I had, I had I had to walk myself back a little bit. That was scary. Um, I, but I didn't say I, mean, I didn't say ASU was poorly coached. I said that U of A is better better coached. Fair I enough. They're poorly coached. <laughs> fair enough.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll say that UVA or ASU is better, poorly coached. But um, yeah, no, I mean. Well, I mean, that's really a scary thought when you talk about UCLA underperforming and they're yeah. still one of the best teams in the country. Like I it's just I mean, like you said, you coming into the season, UCLA was supposed to be probably the, the best team in the the division or in the conference. And yeah. I mean they still very easily could end up winning that that or winning the conference, but mm-hmm. it um they're just I mean, all three of those teams that we've talked about, U of A, USC, which we haven't really talked about yet, and UCLA, they're all just absolute wagons like they're yeah it's it's, and and
1: the the only loss from these three teams comes from the then number one team in the nation gonzaga a 20-point loss um yeah ucla obviously they've returned a lot of guys from that final four run um i mean just to name a few you got tiger campbell johnny juzang uh jamie uh wasquez he he is a sleeper to me wasquez because this man had a couple huge games in the tournament when Juzang was either either fouled out or was just having an off night. I mean, you bring back three guys that scored double figures last year and a fifth, basically Cody Riley, who um, almost had ten points a game at nine point eight. It's it's just not. It's it, I mean, it's, we're going to sound like broken records on this, but it's it's just not a good sign for ASU. No, it. I mean, yeah, it's there's.
0: I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot of good signs to find when you're talking about ASU basketball, but. Um, it's, I mean, I, like you said, I hate to sound like a broken record, but they're just, they're just, there's so many good teams in this conference and ASU is not one of them. And, (laughs) and it's just, it's very, Unsettling to think about what this next couple yeah. of weeks is going to look like for ASU. And it would, be,
1: it would be different if they started out hot like they normally do in conf- out of conference play um, and they didn't have to claw the way back. But they got to win some big games down the stretch if they're even thinking about making the dance besides the Pac-12 tournament um, mm-hmm. without an automatic bid. And I feel like that's just almost out of the question at this point, which sucks because it's yeah. not even conference play yet. But yeah, it it's just unfair that UCLA gets so many guys back. I mean, they only lost two really – pieces of their team last year. Um they're returning let's see nine guys, eight guys that, that played last year, like a good amount of games last year. And they get a couple transfers in. It's just it's unfair and ASU can't have nice things. And before you came on, Sean, I was so done with ASU football. Even though they didn't finish with the worst record, you know, eight and four and it just felt so gross because so much of the loss, the, all, so much, so many of the losses were self-inflicted wounds, and I was I just kept saying I'm like I'm just ready for a palate cleanser in ASU basketball. I'm ready to talk about <laughs> ASU, and now I'm I'm not sick of it. I'm just like here we go again. It's missing you missing ASU football. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't go that far.
0: <laughs> I'm looking not forward to baseball far. season. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, but
0: yeah, no, it's just. I don't know. There's just so many, there's just so many things stacked against this ASU program. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. You have a stadium that doesn't work. Um, (laughs) You have a coach that I don't believe in. And a lot of ASU fans don't believe in. And then you have three of the best teams in the country at the top of your conference. It's not to mention one of them being your most hated team. Like exactly. It's, uh, it's a lot of a lot of size i don't know i don't even know it's hard to put into words it's just
1: yeah um now getting getting into usc um we talked about boogie and his great name yesterday i didn't know he played at memphis now i remember him i, I knew oh. he looked familiar uh he averaged 10 points a game at memphis last year yep. um obviously you got i don't want to say the lesser because that's mean um but he kind of is isaiah mobley the lesser of the mobley brothers yeah. um got just a, they, they have a really good rotation uh, they mm-hmm. don't really lose much but one X factor, I think, for them is Drew Peterson, who six eight wing can shoot the hell out of the ball. Um, and if and if he is on and any given night, they're gonna beat you with their defense and take a 10, 15 point lead 10 minutes into the game, and it's just over from there. It, it's 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 really anybody on this team in their starting lineup, really, that can that can jump start the offense. And once that gets going, they're really good in transition. Um Boogie Ellis pushes the pace really well. Um, not afraid to attack. Kind of like an undersized Russell Westbrook. He's only 6'3", I guess. He looks shorter on the court. <laughs> but it, 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 it's a good team and a team that was basically thought to be in the second tier of the Pac-12, but the top of the second tier. And now they're definitely in the top tier, haven't lost a game yet.
0: Yeah, I mean... That's it's it's crazy when you look at their their team and how good they are and you think that they're still the third best team in the conference. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's it, it's I mean, they're stacked. I mean, Mobley is obviously just an amazing player. And I mean, yeah. I you say like you said, the lesser of the two. But I mean, it's hardly right. Like he's yeah. he's the lesser because the other ones are playing in the NBA. Like, yeah. um, And yeah, I mean, you already mentioned the. Greatest name in the Pac-12, probably in Boogie Ellis. Like, it's it's just a really good team, and and they they, I mean, it's just a good team. I don't know what what else there is to say yeah. about it. They're just they have
1: they're they're just solid all around.
0: Yeah, they're just you you mentioned their ability to shoot. They're I mean, when you look at like their conference rankings, they lead the conference in field goal percentage. Um, like, they're just they take good shots and mm-hmm. and they make them. And so it's it's a it's just a really good team and it's i mean i keep saying it's just going to be tough sledding for asu
1: yeah it really is um now getting to one of the underperforming teams oregon who is thought to be yeah. like in the top 25 conversation the whole year um yeah. really not doing much uh earlier in the season obviously they lost to asu they're 7 and 6 um but this team also returned a lot of guys uh that mean mean a lot to this team and they got a bunch of transfers mm-hmm. that You know, one from Syracuse, one from Oklahoma, one from Rutgers, a Juco guy. But it kind of reminds me of the ASU team. Like, they have some core scorers, but other than that, they just can't figure it out right now. I mean, Will Richardson, who is supposed to be one of the best players in the Pac-12, I just think this is another – it's kind of like ASU. There's too many cooks. You have um, Davion Harmon, who went to Oklahoma, averaged 13 points a game. Quincy Guerrier, who went to uh, Syracuse, uh, who averaged 14 points a game last year. And then obviously Will Richardson who averaged 11 points a game last year. Um, and Eric Williams is on that team who averaged 10. There's, I, I feel like this is just a situation of them trying to find out what's working. Oh, and Jacob Young from Red Curse who averaged 14 as well. It's just like I think there's too much stuff going on here. I think they figured out down the stretch, um, unlike ASU probably will, unfortunately. But you never know. I'm still confident.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean – Oregon, like you mentioned, they had high hopes going into the season. They were they finished second in the Pac-12 preseason poll. Yeah. And now they're, what, seven and six. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like like ASU's kind of role in the Pac-12 was kind of going to be like a benchmarker. Like, it's a team that you need to beat if you're going to be one of the good teams yeah. in the conference. And, obviously, Oregon did not do that. Um, and, I mean, I, I I went to Syracuse. I'm pretty familiar with Quincy. Yeah. And I feel like... Like you mentioned, it's kind of a similar problem with Syracuse where it's you have a lot of guys that are coming that were that led their team in scoring or yep. one of the top teams or one of the top players in scoring. And now they're coming. And not only do they have to some of these players have to figure out how to take somewhat of a back seat, but they also have to learn to mesh with each other. And I mean, you you're like like you said, you were seeing that problem with ASU, and I feel like that's exactly what we're seeing with Oregon, and it's yeah. probably why and, they're underperforming so
1: much. Yeah, they're definitely underperforming, but I don't think the I think the ASU win in Eugene is going to look really good at the end of the year because I think this team turns it on. I mean, Dana Altman's one of the best coaches in the mm-hmm. NCAA. Um, I don't see a situation where they do or where they don't turn it on. So, I think that that's going to look good and maybe add to their potential thirty or ten seed, twelve seed resume. Um, if they get there, uh, but we will see. That is still to be yeah. determined.
0: I, they have. I mean, they have uh, their next three games are all against the bottom of the Pac-12. I mean, they mm-hmm. they have Colorado, Utah, and Oregon State, and Oregon State's another really underperforming team. But like um, they, then they have UCLA and, and USC. So I mean, they have those three games to kind of try and and get it right and and get on the right track before they have to. Get really into the teeth of the Pac-12, but um, like you mentioned, they're a good coach team. They just have a lot to figure out, just like ASU does. And so, uh, I think, like I said, those three games will be will be big for them in terms of trying to figure out who they are as a team and what they're gonna what they're gonna be within the Pac-12.
1: Let's talk about an overperformer, Colorado, whose game was canceled yesterday against Kansas. Um, they definitely wanted to show up for that game and play because this team is kind of on a heater right now. They're sitting um, fourth. Overall record in the Pac 12 at nine and three. Um, not like the craziest wins or anything, just yeah. like overall, they're just a, a really solid team. I mean, they dropped um, a the, look, the score doesn't really say it. They lost by 12 to UCLA, but it was pretty close most of the time. Um, Tennessee game, a little lesser of that. Um, and then, you know, there's not really any big wins, but they're winning games that they should win. And that's really all you can ask in out of conference play. Uh, as I said, it's not a team that anybody really thought of before yeah. the year. Um, obviously, losing McKinley Wright um, and a couple other guys, keeping them around, guys like Evan Batty and Jabari Walker. Those were the, those are the two leading scores on the roster, um, or on the roster last year. I think this team can make some noise, but I feel like they're kind of overperforming to the point of eh, maybe maybe they'll slow down.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're another team that has four games that they can win mm-hmm. um before they get against Arizona. Um, but like it, it definitely feels like a kind of team where like uh, the expectations are really low and I could definitely see them kind of just falling off of a cliff. But I if if they manage to, to win those games, maybe steal one against one of these these really good teams in the Pac twelve, um it'll it'll be interesting to see where they are come March. I mean, um like You said they don't have any crazy wins yet, but I mean, they're doing better than ASU is doing, like they're winning the games <laughs> that they're supposed to win, and that's all you can really ask of before you get to conference play. Yep. Um, and so we'll see. Um, but this I don't is the know.
1: team that I wouldn't want ASU of the past to match up against. Kind of reminds me of the Twin yeah. Towers that the Mobley brothers were last year and the year before. Um, Jabari Walker and Evan Batty are their two leading scorers at 6'9 and 6'8. Uh, so a lot of height there and just grateful that ASU has some height to play around with now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It'll be, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you said ASU pass. It's not a team I want ASU now to face. I mean, (laughs) I I just feel like ASU, ASU, the games that they win are going to be a lot about seizing opportunity and getting game, getting teams that aren't on heaters like Colorado. So hopefully, By the time we play them in January, January fifteenth, so hopefully by the time we get there, they'll they'll just have come off of a game against Arizona. So we'll see we'll see kind of what they're what they're looking like at that point. But I don't I don't know. I mean, we've said it multiple times. I have a lot less faith in this ASU team than you do. So we'll see what happens in that game. But it is um, it's I don't know. You would have you would have hoped that this is how we're talking about ASU coming into the season, performing, yep. winning the games they're supposed to win. But you know. Uh,
1: sure. Next in the standings, we got Utah, who, again, wasn't really a team that was considered good. I Take these standings with a grain of salt right now. We're yeah. just going on their overall record. Um, not a lot of big wins for really any team here. Um, they lost to BYU and USC um, by double digits. Uh, the BYU game was a little close, but I don't know. There's not really much to say about this team. Um, they got Brennan Carlson, big guy, averaging 14 points a game. White guy that wears a headband, so that's fun. Um, he's averaging two blocks a game. This team's a little boring. I've watched them a little bit. Sorry to any Utah fans. I just, Sounds about Utah though. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Um, so not really anything <laughs> to note there. Washington State is another team that's middle of the road. They're uh, obviously the ASU had a run in with them, but they have some they have some fun guys on their roster. Uh, Noah Williams, who was there last year, pretty p- pure scorer, um, averaging just un- under thirteen points. A game he's he he plays basketball so that's good um (laughs) uh and then uh where was this i just lost my tab um michael flowers who transferred in from south alabama has been really good for them he's their leading scorer at 14 points a game um and then they have obviously um dj rodman who is uh plays just like dennis rodman and he's 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 pretty fun to watch um uh, he he loves rebounding. Um not a great scorer. He's from Newport. Six um, six. I remember watching him a little bit last year. Um, but yeah, this team is just a. Eh, they're, they're, yeah. I'm not really scared of them, but.
0: Eh. I mean, it's uh, yeah, like you mentioned, we had our run in with them, and I mean, when you look at this team, like it's it's yeah, I mean, you kind of it's just. Eh, like yeah. it's a team that i feel like like kind of like i just said about asu it's a team that you should beat if you're one of the good teams in the conference mm-hmm. um but it's a team that can win games as we've seen so
1: yeah i definitely uh, want to stay pretty grounded on all of these predictions because yeah. who really knows what can happen yeah. um i i'm a little, the only thing i hate about washington state is that dj doesn't wear 91 um <laughs> because he would look good in his dad's number fair enough i just love 91 it's very fun
0: it is a great it is a great number yeah. i just i'm a fan of of high numbers or yeah. like abstract weird numbers I'm like 47
1: like, like to
0: yeah yeah i i like i like big numbers
1: did you know that asu um uh, i don't know if this is a real stat or not but i'm gonna say it like it is a real stat <laughs> the uh, asu uh was the first team and this year's asu team is the first team in Arizona State history to roll out a starting lineup of zero, one, two, three, and four. Ooh, yeah.
0: Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm. Um, I am a huge. I did say I like big numbers. Huge fan of zero. Even bigger fan of double zero.
1: Really? Um, I just like zero because of Gilbert Arenas. I think double zero looks a little tacky. It looks a little created player like.
0: Uh, That's fair. I guess it depends on who's wearing the double zero. Yeah, you got to be really good to wear a
1: weird number.
0: I just I like. Like you can't, you don't get zeros in football. So I, I like yeah. when I, I like when I see them in, in, in basketball, yeah.
1: but, um, there's been a couple zeros in my life this weekend. One of those was the balance on my DraftKings sportsbook app. I had a pretty big or pretty bad. I had a pretty big Friday and a pretty bad Sunday. Um, But they give me free bets all the time, so it's really fun. Um, They would also give you free bets all the time. Right now they have a Christmas offer going on. You can get anywhere from like a $25 to a $50 free bet. And uh, why the hell wouldn't you do that? Throw it on some Crowder's Cash Club or anything of the likes. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. Most of all, it's fun. Um, If you don't like watching ASU games as much as I do, uh, you can bet on it. Maybe bet on them to lose if you hate them that much. Or maybe you can bet on the under. Um, That's been working lately. Um, so head over to the Drafting Sportsbook app today. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. They're just $5 on any NBA team this week. Get $150 in free bets if they're victorious. Get a little extra jingle in the pocket for Christmas time, maybe buy your friend something or maybe buy you something. Today I went Christmas shopping, um, and I bought myself a Camelback, um, and that was the most expensive coming. thing I bought. So, uh, yeah, I used it today on my hike. The hose was a little too um, – closed I, I found myself sucking out the water more than i would have liked so we're gonna have to work on that but that's okay um download the drafting sportsbook out though guys it's safe it's secure it's reliable i already said that 21 plus arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for more details all right we did six of them or do we do seven of them we did seven of them yes so now we'll talk about stanford and cal they kind of are basically in the same vein um both won 6-4, won 7-5. Um, both kind of teams that weren't really expected to do much this year, but not really expected to be super bad. Um, Cal lost Matt Bradley. The only reason why I remember that is because they ASU played Matt Bradley um, on San Diego State. He is as big as he was last year, maybe even bigger. Um, I always root for them to foul him. Because it looks like he should be a good free throw shooter, but he is. <laughs> uh, I just think he's too strong to shoot the basketball. Um, when he misses it, even if he misses by an inch, you're like, Ugh. it just looks like he's throwing it up there. <laughs> something with something about like guards or forwards with really or guards or like wings with really big arms just doesn't sit right with me.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's it just looks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. Not a whole whole lot to say. Yeah. About. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just I don't know. The pac twelve gets a little. Yeah. Like once you get past those those big teams, it just mm-hmm. gets a little murky. Like it's I don't know. So it, it'll be interesting to see kind of. How their season plays out, but
1: yeah, uh leading scorers on these teams Cal and Andre Kelly with 15 points a game and Jordan Shepard with 14 and a half. So you really have a two headed snake with Cal. Um, and then Stanford, um, kind of balanced scoring all around. Um, Jaden Delaire and Harrison Ingram, both averaging around twelve points a game. Uh team stats wise, they're both kind of middle of the road. Um look, nobody's had a twenty nine point game. Um to talk about yet yeah, besides ASU, so yeah. uh, really can't say much yeah, it's about kind of those hard to uh, trash teams when <laughs> you had to live through that in a conference opponent. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these previews things. Um, first of all, cows projected mostly to finish last, yes, uh, so good for them. Um, but a lot of people had Arizona State at like five, and yeah. it's mostly because of RN Jackson, and as I've been saying, dude. When that man gets going, watch out. I'm telling you, he's going to find a shot. It might be in March, but he's going to find a shot. <laughs> I eventually.
0: mean, if it's in March, it might be a little too late.
1: No, if it's in March, then they can win the packed 12 tournament.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
1: Let me dream.
0: I mean, and I feel like Bagley is also a big part of kind of the...
1: Yeah. The, but <laughs> just don't, you don't care about him? I don't. I, I forget he's even on the team.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like in terms of in terms of what where people projected, for the sure. ASC no, one hundred percent, he was a big part of that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're definitely not wrong. Like, if if Marion comes back or, or figure learns his, finds his shot yeah. and Bagley can come back and play at a high level, then like this is a it's a very different basketball team, and I, sure. I feel like just having Bagley back and playing well will kind of do something for everybody on the team. Yeah, um, and so it'll definitely be interesting to see kind of how like. I'm definitely not like I don't think the season is like a waste. Like, I definitely think that ASU can make something out of it, but mm-hmm. we kind of have to um, see how those guys
1: yeah, go. Yeah. Last two teams in the conference besides ASU, we've talked enough about ASU. Yeah. Uh, Washington and Oregon State both at the bottom of the overall standings um, five and five and two and 10. Uh, every time I look at uh, Oregon State's logo, I. I'm reminded how much I loved watching Tress Tinkle play, um, and I don't know if that had a lot to do with his name.
0: I was gonna say that's another, um, great
1: but he hasn't been on the team in two years, <laughs> maybe <laughs> three now. Um, not a lot to say about either of these teams. Oregon State got a lot of transfers: um, yeah. Trey Williams from Minnesota, uh, Xavier Malone Key from Farleigh Dickinson, Ahmad Rand from Memphis, a uh, guy from Maryland, guy from Arquette, JUCO guy. And oregon not, state,
0: I'm, I'm looking at like this uh preseason poll and oregon state was tied with arizona at like, <laughs> in the in the <sighs> conference
1: so that is hilarious it's, uh, it's i mean the, it's the transfer thing i'm telling yeah, you yeah it's, it's thought too high of transfers they're not going to do this next year cause, yeah cause no this i is like the first time like it, it,
0: they definitely put a lot of weight into the, the, what they thought the transfers could be yeah. and it didn't pan out and it's just it's funny looking at this list and seeing arizona and oregon state mm-hmm. T four next to each other yeah. it's just I mean, you talk about that's probably the most the biggest most underperforming team in the conference, Oregon State. If you are yeah. looking at that regard, I mean Washington. They're they're obviously they weren't projected to do well. They're not doing great, but they're <laughs> one of those teams where we talk about the zone. Yeah, and if you if you don't know how to play against the zone, it, you can <clears throat> Bobby win. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Something yeah. <laughs> Bobby, he's played the zone twice and lost this season, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I mean that's uh, when you we look at that. Washington team—that's team you could see Arizona State losing to. It's they—they they, obviously Arizona team. They, like I said, zone can beat just about anybody if you're not on Holy your game. You're not.
1: Shit! Did you know what Terrell Brown's doing at Washington? No. <laughs> he's averaging 21 and a half points a game. uh I, former U of A guard. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Good for him. Uh, he's from for Seattle, him. so it makes sense.
0: Oh, fair enough. Yeah. I mean. Definitely, I feel like not always a great sign when you have uh, one guy kind of being the entirety of your offense. Obviously, yeah. it hasn't worked out for Washington, but um, yeah, good for him. He's he's definitely balling up there. He's
1: yeah, he was, more than uh, double
0: his next closest teammate in points per game.
1: Yeah, he was a Seattle U guy originally. 14 points a game as a freshman, 20 as a sophomore. Um, then transferred to U of A, only scored seven there, um, but he played 25 minutes, so he was. Kind of an integral part of that team. Um, now Washington, he's playing 36 minutes a game, averaging 21 and a half points a game, um, and two steals, which is a career high for him. Uh, so I feel like that's definitely a product of that zone. Yeah. Um, and then the little boys, the little boys in Tempe. What <sighs> more can we say that we already haven't said?
0: I, I really don't think there is anything else to say about them. They're just disappointing. I, I don't love, believe I love in Bobby. Them. I, I know you. you do. I mean, I love them too. Like, I obviously yeah, there's nothing I want more than ASU to mm-hmm. be top of the Pac-12. I'm really just rooting for an upset in one of these these big rank games that we have coming up. But, I mean, it's just. I mean, I mean, we just talked about it. Marion has to find a shot. Bagley needs to come back and play well. Um, but I mean, it's just it's just been a really underwhelming. <laughs> yeah,
1: look, the reason why I'm not super worried about Marion getting a getting his own uh, soon, and the reason why I'm not really that mad at him for shooting the percentage that he's been shooting this year, which I still think is under twenty percent. Let me try to grab that really fast. Um, it is twenty seven or under thirty percent twenty seven now. I think it was at twenty three um earlier in the year. It's because so people this is the main argument for marion and why people think it's a doom thing and he wasn't that great of a player at toledo it's not like he was scoring 18 20 points a game and shooting 27 from the field because that wouldn't mean he was chucking up like 30 shots a game no this is a guy that was a almost a 20 point a game scorer or hovering around 41 a game from the field and 35 plus from the three-point line he's a talented guy and i know it's in a lesser conference in the mac but He he's he he, scores don't go away you get in slumps but the talent doesn't leave you um and and I I think he's more of a volume shooter um than he is like just a microwave uh I feel like he needs to shoot around 12 shots a game because when he was averaging 20 and or 18 he was shooting around 13 to 14 shots a game for Toledo and obviously he was their main guy Playing upwards of 35 minutes a game, um, but I, I I think once the once the switch flips and Bobby can really trust him because it's not like he's disappearing everywhere else. He's averaging four and four, four rebounds, four assists. I mean, he does everything, and that's what intrigues me so much about this kid. Um, a good defender, a, an incredible basketball IQ. I mean, some of the some of the court vision he, he's displayed this year has been amazing uh and yeah it's two things you can't teach height and basketball iq or you can teach i guess you can technically teach basketball iq because it's you know but he's <laughs> gifted in that area i guess i would say
0: yeah i mean i'm what do you think is like like obviously like we, mac and the mac is a much lesser conference what if he's playing well what are you expecting out of him like is obviously it's a lot more than what he's doing now but i don't know you're not expecting what he was doing at toledo no
1: i'm expecting at least 10 points a game but shooting 40 percent from the field um and getting those assist numbers up because of the reason why the assist numbers have dipped a little bit he averaged uh, six assists last year Um the reason why the assist numbers have dipped a little bit is because he's not in the game as much um yep. because he can get those uh yeah i'm i mean I, again i'm not worried i'm not hitting the panic button yet but it's definitely on the table right now
0: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely hit the panic button, but I don't know that. (laughs) You
1: slammed it, and it hasn't made a noise.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I mean, we'll see. Like, I agree with you that like, if this team is playing at their best, then they can be a really good team. But in terms of, I think, when is it going to happen where it's not too late? Because, I mean, it's unrealistic, in my opinion, to think that we're going to win against USC, UCLA, Arizona – and so, and like in my opinion, winning the Pac-12 tournament is not really an option. And hey, so,
1: stop that. Let a, <laughs> let a, let a boy dream.
0: Uh, you can dream as much as you want. I'm not going to hate, but like, <sighs> I just I don't know that it's a, a realistic expectation. Yeah. When, even when this team is playing at their best, this
1: is the only reason why I'm even entertaining it. It's because I, I've said this since the, I've said this since the UCR loss when I realized oh, <laughs> this could get bad. College basketball is all about who the hottest team in the the conference and nation is at the specific time, and despite a lack of talent in a lot of cases, um, that usually follows to be true. ASU has the talent. That's not a question. I mean, the the dudes they pulled in, they have the talent. Um, it's just about cohesion and getting hot. And even if they don't win another game until the Pac-12 tournament, if if they if they Eat some superfood and figure out how to score the ball um and keep the same defense up all the way through a Pac-12 tournament. I think there's it's it's not completely wild to say that they could win it. It would take a lot, but it's not completely out of the question. That's the only reason why I'm even entertaining it at this point. Look, a lot needs to change. I'm not I'm not delusional. Um, but I still I, hate are, these
0: guys. You're not delusional, are you sure? I
1: think I'm a, I mean, in other areas <laughs> of my yes, I am. I've made myself a um an English muffin with um, some peanut butter after my hike. And I created a little jingle in my head about English <laughs> muffins and peanut butter. I'm not going to sing it because this isn't live. Um, and I don't sing unless it's live, I but understand. yeah, so I am delusional a little bit, but I don't think I'm that far off with this I, basketball team.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just, like you said, I don't think if, if ASU wins the PAC 12 tournament, I will dye my hair maroon and gold. I, Flip it. <laughs> I like, I, I don't, I feel like they have a better chance of not winning a single game in the Pac-12 tournament than they do of winning the Pac-12 tournament. Why not both? (laughs) Um, Because that's not how tournaments work, Huh. Um,
1: Okay. I'll go back to the drawing board.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't know.
1: Maybe we can win the NIT. Hey. Stop patronizing them. (laughs) Um... You know who won't patronize you? Well, actually, no. My family totally patronizes me. Um, <laughs> other people's families might not. Uh, and here at PHNX, I still – this is a bad transition because I'll patronize <laughs> you if you make a stupid bet. Um, good job, little boy. Look at that little $5 wager. Um, but you can hang out with me in the Discord for PHNX Batch and PHNX Sun Devils. Um, I'll chat with you about everything and anything. All you have to do is become a member over at gophnx.com. It's 50 cents for your first month if you just want to try it out. Or you get an annual, annual subscription for just under 60 bucks um you know it's it's it, we, we, you if you've listened to those podcasts enough you know we like to have fun over here and that that's what it is with the different shows all around PHX so go ahead and get your membership today just in time for the holiday season A um, bunch of shirts dropping all the time my um devin booker sunset drive shirt came in this morning um, and it's not just cuz i look good in black but man that shirt sure looks good on me um, so, yeah, go ho- go over. We got some stickers also. We got new stuff dropping all the time. Hats are on the way. Maybe there's a shirt that's coming out uh, for the Betts show that may or may. It's not going to have my face on it. It's already <laughs> been denied. But it might have something fun on it. So don't miss out on all of that fun stuff over at gophnx.com. You also get all of the content that our various writers put up. Craig Morgan, Jesse Freeman, Derek Montilla, um, Johnny Venerable, and Gerald Bourguet. Um, They all write some fantastic stuff that you can only find, if you remember, at gophnx com. Um all right, a couple things before we get out of here. Um we already kind of talked about it, but who is the team you're most afraid of?
0: Arizona. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, like UCLA is the team I'm most afraid of like on paper. But I think when it comes to what's going to happen in an ASU game against yep. this team, like I feel like Arizona's just going to come in here. I'm and terrified. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of like we need to like can't have what happened in football type thing like mm-hmm. a little bit of revenge for that and we're just going to get blown out like it's just going to be uh it's not going to be as embarrassing as the washington state game but uh, i think it's going to be embarrassing in a completely
1: different way like i just think yeah we're just going to get absolutely dog walked by that as team. i said 77 might not matter after yeah. this oh, yeah, i think it's for the asu game yeah i'm not more afraid i'm not really super afraid of ASU or u of a because of how good they are even though they're very good yeah. i'm more afraid of the the taunting and all yeah. of that that will come from that. Um, already a couple times I've had U of a people come into the comments when we're not even playing them um, yeah. after an ASU loss. So I'm a little worried for that. Um, who's your pick for Pac-12 Player of the Year? I know it's early. Um, just throw one out there. Um, Marion Jackson. No. Um,
0: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's a, – a, couple different yeah options i mean
1: i don't know um i'm my mine's juzang i just think yeah he's he's, he's really gonna start heating up when it's time when it, when it matters the most
0: i feel like it's yeah it's probably got to be juzang i mean there's obviously a couple different guys like it it just depends like you said it's early so it depends on how conference plays go, conference play goes i mean um don't know what like a guy like Mobley's going to do, um, yeah. obviously. But like I feel like Juzang was probably the the preseason favorite, and I feel like he's probably got to stay that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it yeah, a I man can just get so hot so fast. Yeah, it's,
0: it's it's I don't know. I I just know it's not going to be an ASQ player.
1: Oh, come on, you don't think it's <laughs> you, you don't think Jay Heath is going to start dropping forty a game? I mean.
0: You never know, I guess, but, uh, well, no, actually, yeah, no, I don't think he's, (laughs) no, he's not going to start dropping 40 a game. Um,
1: Terrell Brown has also got to watch out for it. Pac-12 loves awarding this award to players that are on bad teams that are averaging 25 points a game. Um, And if he keeps this up, he might. Um, So, yeah, other than that, uh, not really anything else to talk about award-wise. I mean, you got the newcomer award, but I don't really think any of those guys are really doing anything crazy um yeah, freshman yeah. of the year and that's too early to tell but oh, yeah, I feel yeah. Like
0: that one's probably probably harrison ingram right stanford
1: yeah. uh, i mean leading the team in
0: scoring and yeah um he's won freshman of the year, of the week three times already this yeah. year uh so i feel like he's got to be at least the the favorite right now but yeah it's for all these awards it's it's i feel like this conversation will be a lot different in a month or two
1: yeah um, for sure uh, Come March. um before we move on to our last topic not really a topic but yeah, before we get out of here, basically, anything else about Pac-12 that you want to mention, Sean?
0: No. Um, I just am really not – I mean, obviously, I'm excited for conference play, but I'm really not excited for conference <laughs> play. Um, Going to get off of here and hammer the, the U of A at Tennessee. They're one <laughs> the underdogs. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I know they're on the road, but I think they're a much better team than Tennessee. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be, it's going to be, I mean, viewing the PAC 12 from like the outside perspective, ASU aside, it's going to be really interesting to see how these, those three teams, um, how that kind of all plays out. But um, who knows, maybe a month or two from now, Marion found a shot and uh, talking about about ASU winning the PAC 12 tournament. And I'm going to regret agreeing to dye my hair. But (laughs)
1: Um, So last thing to mention, um, We got – I'm going to say this with air quotes. We got an update about Marcus Bagley um, today. Um, Bobby Hurley mentioned that – this was on 98.7, I believe. He mentioned that his knee is – it's not really – it's not structural. Um, They're just trying – it's mainly about strengthening it right now. Um, And once he gets back into, quote, unquote, basketball shape, um, that's when he'll play. Bobby Hurley did not. He said he he. This is what scares me. He said he thinks he's going to play this year. Why wouldn't you just say he is? Yeah. Um, he thinks he's going to play this year, but it's not given a timetable yet. I don't know, man. I just have a really bad feeling that he might not play. I, I don't, there's no reason to believe that, but I don't know. It's just yeah. it's scary.
0: And I mean, especially if this team is not, if they don't figure it out and they're yeah. they're struggling as the season goes on, there's no reason for. What's him. the what's the why risk it? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Sure. I mean, but definitely is not definitely not that encouraging of an update
1: yeah what update yeah um tomorrow we will have a show with casey jacobson um quick little interview talking to him all about the pac-12 and asu from the outside um and then chris or yeah, on christmas eve we'll have a nice little christmas episode for you guys appreciate you listening as always um subscribe to the youtube channel i know you're listening to this on audio but still do that um and leave a like on every single video on the PHNX sports YouTube channel. If you don't, I will know and I will tell Santa Claus. Um, leave a nice review, five star it, and we will be back tomorrow. Peace.